July 2, 2021. It's the Waffle Peter Show.
lot from Pedro. Happy Friday. Uh, start off the show with John Coltrane doing the Iris. And then Birdsong from How I Quit Crack. And uh, Brother Matt on the Love Grotto. Pleasure Point coming out of quite Quarantino mode. But I, I'm not man alone because of the wonders of those Estonian software engineers with their SCAP invention. I got Brother Chris with me. Uh, welcome aboard. Uh, Chris Cohn. Right. Did I pronounce that right? Chris Cones. Okay. Chris Cones. Yeah. Yep. And we got to thank the Brutal Sound Effects crew for the Connect. Uh, Brother Chris, please yes. bring your, I want to learn about your journey through music. So please bring your earliest musical recollection. Um, Probably just the radio in the car, like on the way to you know, somewhere driving around Austin with my, with my folks and, uh, probably like, you know, seventies, it was, uh, shake your booty. I think, oh. I think it was the was original, that, you know, was that Casey in the sunshine man? Uh, I don't, I don't know offhand. <laughs> I just, I just remember like, I, I didn't get the lyrics. Uh, that was the only lyrics I got. And then I like wrote my own. So, okay. But, so know. this pad in uh, Austin, did it have musical instruments in it? Um, no, not really. Not, um, not in Austin. It was, uh, my, my dad was an anchor man at the time. So he had like uh reel to reel and some recording stuff, but I was, I was kind of, I was pretty tiny. So I didn't really mess with that stuff other than to like, uh, probably break it. Okay. <laughs> Can yeah. I ask you about school? Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? Yeah. Um, I moved down to the Rio Grande Valley, um, eventually and like, uh, probably 70 later seventies and, uh, and when I got to junior high, yeah, I started doing, uh, well, first I tried out sax and, uh, for like a few lessons in the summer. And, uh, and then I got into, uh, most of my friends were in the, uh, the drum core. For yeah. The, yeah. So I got, uh, I got on snare and, um, but I think first probably like marching, I was doing cymbals and stuff doing like that. Show. But, Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I, 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 some fucking, uh, what do you call those robocall bastard sons of bitches? <laughs> Just hung up right. on their ass. I don't even know why I talked. So I, I interrupt, the call interrupted. So you got on the snare. So you learned traditional grip, right? Because you're slinging it on the side? Uh, no, I mean, we had like the straight on kind of like shoulder, uh, they were hard shell. Oh, yeah. Uh, hooks hey, and everything, just what's straight it, what's on. What's this near uh, El Paso? Uh, no, that's Rio Grande Valley down oh. West Laco. Sure, 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 uh, sure, sure. When I'm thinking yeah. Rio Grande, I mean, you can see it from El Pat, but it's that's a long fucking oh, yeah. river. <laughs> oh, yeah, it goes all the way up to Colorado. So, yeah. yeah, you can see Juarez from Paso across it, yeah. Okay, right. so, um, so so so, what about your drum thing? Uh, did you dig it? Uh, yeah, I I loved playing that. I mean, I, I learned, uh, you know, like, got to play different, never got to march with the tries, but, uh, you know, that was kind of a, a big thing was the tritoms uh, but we oh yeah yeah those are bitching we'd like kind of trade off like seasonally you know it'd be like the football season marching stuff and then there'd be like more of an orchestra thing and and so i got to play a little bit of timpani and some bells and um uh, just uh the big just giant um bass drum and sure sure stuff like that oh no, not just marching band. Were you in like the other kind of bands too, like what, like orchestra or whatever the fuck? Uh, yeah, just just a little bit in junior high. Like I'm saying, like uh, by the time high school rolled around, yeah. I um, 
didn't I didn't really want to go to that many football games. Yeah, they're pretty intense. They're like <laughs> like five A some kind of football superpower. I don't I don't want to go to all that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but my my you know like um, my stepbrother had a a drum kit at home and um, ah so uh, so like I kind of hopped on at home like because um, I I thought he actually I thought his high school cover band he's older than me uh, I thought I thought they invented uh, Iron Man. Uh, I didn't know yet. The I Black Sabbath song, right? Yeah. I, well, we know, thought that uh, they Ozzy uh, at the beginning there sang into a fan to get right. the. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a lick, man! And the drums in that are fucking bitching. They're almost yeah. jazz. I mean, I just love Bill Ward and that those early records. So, this is a trap kit. Now you're not just playing parts; you're playing the whole enchilada. Yeah, I mean, we, we had a trap at the junior high, too, and we were all trying to learn, like, you know, like, Brass Monkey or something. Yeah. At the time, or, you know, like, uh, some you know, some guys are trying Metallica, you know, a little advanced stuff for me. But, uh, but, uh, but you know, like, um, like lead yeah, kick, I got home. Lead do, uh, what do you call it? Lead double kick drum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, do, do, do you end up owning that stepbrother kit? <laughs> uh no i ended up moving to um moving to california in like 10th grade i guess and so i left that i left that um behind i moved out there with my dad and and um but i started another band in high school and um and you got a kit yeah um i was i was more into guitar uh in 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 the later part of high school so i was i was a guitarist and um now how'd you get on my, the guitar how'd that happen um, I don't well, think it's I, a bad thing. Let me say first, if you can play yeah. drums, you can play fucking anything. I think every you shouldn't be able to graduate school until uh, unless you know drums. I wish every motherfucker on the planet knew drums. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, and you have to visit other countries. Those two things you'll have to learn drums and visit other places. Wow. Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, sounds great. If Watts, if you make me dictator, those are my only two rules. All right. <laughs> For high school people. All no, right. no, only two rules, period. <laughs> so <laughs> so what was your first trap? Oh, I mean, how did you get on the guitar? Forget the drums. Uh, I did, I went when I went from uh, the valley, the Rio Grande Valley in Texas. I had a, a like a JC Penny Stratocaster ripoff or something, you yeah. know, and I I brought that with me. Um, how did you like get it? Old... Was it a gift or, or did you go and buy it? It was it was probably a gift, I think. Uh, the, Oh, was, oh, you, you know, know what I forgot to ask you? What was the What's first it? record you bought with your own money? Um, definitely, um, it's it's gonna be. I mean, it's my. I think my favorite one out of the batch because I probably did like the twelve, you know, records at a time for a penny off the of oh, Columbia yeah. <laughs> thing. But it was uh, Herbie Hancock's Rocket. Oh, uh, wow. Future Shock. Future I remember. Shock I remember. Yeah, that wild ass that. video for it too with all the machines and shit. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. what was the first gig you saw, Chris? Uh, it's. Houston, um, I don't remember the exact year, but my dad took me to see the um, Jackson's Victory. Oh, okay. Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, so you get this, uh, back to California, you know, you, uh, the guitar thing. You get this J- uh, rip-off J- uh, J.C. Penny thing. You could, probably got an amp, too, right? Uh, yeah, it was just like some kind of 9-volt uh, 
like rock bug type of thing <laughs> to start. But eventually, like I, I got up to uh, I went and found a real guitar and the one I you know worked for and uh, and I I looked for a while like I shopped around for a while and you know went up to Hollywood even checking out Guitar Center and all that. Like, oh yeah, Sunset Boulevard. Ibanez crap and all and that. Pedro, you know, we like, call it we call it the shit hard center. The sh- the what? The shit hard center. Shit hard center. <laughs> <laughs> it's like now like a ward of the bane. Uh, you know they're like billions in debt, but they still move the most shit. Well, maybe things oh, are different now with online. But you you were saying something about you joining a band and being the guitar man. Yeah, uh, I mean it was just kind of a cover band to start, and it was mostly like uh, just my. You know, like my classmates um, in, uh, you know, like my age or whatever, like we're like, I mean, I think it was even like probably a Bible study group or something at first. And then like uh, people dropped out. I, I was going to that for a little bit and I, was, and I started saying something about, you know, aliens and Ezekiel or something. I think they like fell off, you know, but whatever, <laughs> you know. This, that, that it happens. Okay. Yeah. It happens. Well, yeah. Uh, did this band ever do any gigs, or was it just practice band? Uh we probably played like uh, school lunch. You know, nothing. No, nothing you, big. Yeah, but, but it grew your, into your first uh, gig. Your first gig is an important gig. Did you do your first gig with these cats? Um, you know, I honestly, I, I don't remember the gigs with the the first incarnation of the band. It was, um, um. But it was probably like house party or school lunch or something like that, sure. and and I don't I just don't remember because we we had like kind of the some of the same like the bass player and the drummer stuck around and the guitarist and the vocalist left and we got some new guys and started um, I think we played it like ended up playing it like two we played up in Hollywood a little bit we played like two shows at the Anti Club ah and Elrose. one at the Whiskey and one at yeah. the Whiskey on Sunset. And yep. what was the name of this band? Uh, that was Arcane Lighthouse. Arcane Lighthouse. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I want to play Counter Lizard Posturing. Okay. Okay.
lot for Pedro Show. That chunk of music started with another How I Quit, quit Crack number, Counter Lizard Posture, and it, only an excerpt. You could have gave us the whole enchilada, unless, what, it's a day and a half long? or Well, it's uh, it's, a, it's a live set, basically. It's an okay. edit from a show at Charlie's here in Austin. Okay. And, uh, okay. And then uh, we uh, brand new from DK, this ain't Dead, dead Kennedy's people, it's a... Nice. That's a cat overseas, and uh, with clarity, brand new. Al Margolis, Al Oct Voice, then, uh, yeah, the Rabbitan Proj with System 17 Parallel Systems, uh, Derek Rogers, Donna Savoy Jr., Phil Todd, Andreas Brand Brandel, Mike Barrett, and Eric Hardeman uh, was a composition of that system. And then Bombas Prennan, Poetic Sequence. And finally, La, La Flange du Mal with Weather War. La Flange, yeah, du Mal. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, what happens after Arcane Lighthouse? Uh, we we did some, uh, you know, like like I said, like Battle of the Bands or whatever. Um, I actually went to, uh, there was this uh, other band in my high school. Um, I can't, I think they're called Heavens to Betsy. And they're like, um, like a little more like, snakeskin boots type of band you know down with the <laughs> a little bit half in that hair thing up there in hollywood right, butt and, rock uh, but it was uh you know they had a really good drummer uh really good bassist and they were like a rhythm section that had played together for since fourth grade or something wow. and so that guy um hit me up uh it was taylor hawkins Whoa! He hit me up. That guy can play some drums. <laughs> yeah, he's. He I think he's awesome Orange drummer. County, though, right? He told me once he was from OC. I think. Yeah, down in Laguna. That's that's where I went to high school. Like I finished high school there. Wow, you drove all because there's a shit hard center in OC. Oh sure, yeah. But maybe it was newer at that time. Maybe you had to drive all the way to. Oh, you didn't go to the Hollywood one. You went to the OC one. No, I I I don't remember one in OC at the time, but yeah, I definitely went. Well, to the, the neat Hollywood thing about stores. the Hollywood one was there were stores around it that, like Voltage, that had some bitching old guitars and shit. Uh huh. Remember that, Ethan I, James? I wish. Oh, okay. Wish, <laughs> I wish I'd been there. Okay. <laughs> well, there were some neat stores that had some. I mean, they were so expensive and shit, but you could like look at them and shit. Yeah. <laughs> old bases and. Ethan James lived above the... Remember the Mesa Boogie place was on the corner. The guy who mixed double nickels on the dime. Okay, so so okay. what's it... Is this still called Arcane Lighthouse when you get this rhythm section? Uh, no, we... we uh, I don't remember that we had a name for ourselves. I Basically, that's, this kind of happened as I was um, like just graduating, kind of. So we got into a... Like, we just kind of did covers uh, for the summer. And it was... Uh, I think... Um, we like, you know, we did like, uh, search and destroy, uh, like suffragette kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Well, if you're going to uh, cover a song, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I bounced around a little bit, like, uh, you know, like up, up to Northern California and out to back out to, you know, North of Austin. And, um, so I ended up playing with them. I mean, during that summer, we played a few uh, house parties or whatever, but never any, like, big gigs or anything. And can, so I, I, like, can I ask you if you were writing any of your own material? Because you said this band kind of did covers. But on your yeah. own, like, Man Alone, were you writing your own stuff? Well, uh, the the Arcane thing, yeah. We were we eventually, I mean, we started off, I think it's by the time we had that name, we were, we were writing our own stuff, yeah. Definitely. 
And because uh, you said your pop had a tape recorder thing, so maybe by yeah. this time you started getting into recording yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, I always uh, had like a. I mean, I started tape stuff pretty pretty young, like always recording off the radio and do a pause button edit type of collage oh, stuff. Okay, so like, we're using the recorder like a fucking instrument, right? Oh hell yeah. Like push the pushing the buttons halfway down and yeah. speed it up. All that <laughs> just abuse, you know. Well you gotta bring that in because I hear some of that in your newer stuff uh, not newer, but uh, contemporary stuff. Yeah. Okay. So that's trippy. Like you went like me and D Boone, you know, seventies. Everybody learned so songs off the ra records. No one wrote their own stuff. But at the same time, you're also experimental. Wow, like kind of parallel universes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so where, where, how long do you play with Taylor? Um, like I said, I, I kind of bounced, I bounced around. So like we, we had that summer together, and then like I, um. I think I was back up in Northern California going to school or something. And, and they called me and they're like, we found this vocalist. He's a musical genius. And, and it was, it was, um, Taylor and Wano. Like, I think Wano sings for yes now or something. <laughs> but like, but like, um, I mean, they were, they call me and, and, you know, I didn't, they were, they were fun to play with. And, uh, so for sure. And, and they, uh, so I went down and checked out the vocalist, skipped my pre-calc or whatever. And, uh, you know, <laughs> checked it out. And, uh, we played, played, uh, at least a couple parties, I think. And, uh, and I don't know. I was, you know, like, uh, I ended up, I think that was uh, one occasion. Like I went back down and I came back up and I probably ended up, uh, like wrecking my car and just kind of staying with my pop for a little while in Hollywood. I visited Taylor when he was in Redondo. So we jammed a little bit around there and we went and, uh, played with some other kids down in San Diego. And, you know, Redondo, you were close to Hermosa and that's, you know, home of black flag. Right. Yeah. And were you aware of stuff like that? Um, not, not as much. No. I mean, we like, like Taylor and I were like big Jane's heads and stuff like that. Ah, you know, okay. I was more into, I remember, like, I think in high school I was, you know, I definitely caught y'all once, like, up at uh, Palomino or something. And okay, like, in the Val. Yeah, I go see, like, uh, Primus and, you know, like, Strong Bass. I was interested in all that kind of, like, bands that were, you know, had, like, a strong bass player. Did you ever try? Playing the bass? Yeah. Uh, not, I've never done it live, I don't think, but, you know, I, I definitely like to mess around with it at home. Cause, oh, so you got I mean, one. You got one. What you got? Uh, we just we have right now. We just kind of have this. Uh, it's like Ibanez or something, kind of knockoff. You know, like two pickup daily. Well, I'm a little home. interested. I'm a little biased. I'm a little prejudiced. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Thank you no. for indulging me on that. So, uh, uh, what what about your own band? When do you start your own the the first Chris Cohn's band? <laughs> um. Well, it was it was a while um, after because uh, I was going to school and I kind of got um, just I I'd already started really getting into um, sort of no input type of experimentation with uh, guitar effects and all that. Yeah. Um, like because I pretty much lived in a garage in high school and could just uh, yeah be fairly loud. Um, I was starting to get into. Um, you know, noise loops, um, just plugging stuff into itself and seeing what it does and kind of one, one man band. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely when the, uh, noise experimentation started. It was back then. Cause I'd already like, 
I know I know I've seen some uh Japanese noise cat be like um taking a cue from like Pink Floyd and Hendrix and I'm definitely into that stuff, but I was also into like Sonic Youth and Buttholes and trying to like uh mess with just not not just like the microphone kind of guitar feedback, but like yeah. the resonant stuff and then just seeing what different stereo effects would do if you split lines out and feed them back in and overtones uh, and uh nodes yeah. and yeah that trippy trippy okay okay so you know i'm gonna ask you it seems like your basic philosophy music is music <laughs> and you know i mean not so much genre right everything goes you can rock and roll it you can laboratory it sure yeah I for that. sure i, I, I like a lot of uh a, a wide variety so and i, I like to be able to i want to be able to I'm not I'm not super into, you know, programming or whatever, but I I do like um like I'm messing around now with like samples and and uh get, got a new elect, electronic kit or whatever, but uh um, No, we're going to get more into that, but we're at the end of the first hour now. July 2. Right 2021 Dish Watt Peter show special guest Chris Cones. Hold tight for hour 2. July 2, 2021. It's the second hour of the Watt for Peter show.
As the evening draws in Draws us all in Let's work on something Together When you go We'll carry on The place won't be the same But then again It never was Moment To moment Second second
Watford Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Earwicker and the Mind Control Matrix. Ben Salter from Tasmania after that with Bereavement. Nearby Sydney man Lucas Abella with Foodie. Brand new. Oh, well, back in March he, he dropped this. I love his stuff, man. Tim Holhouse from England after that with Gainesville City Limits. <laughs> of course, you know, Gainesville's hot topic in England, people. And then... <laughs> I think Tom Petty was go Gators, right? Uh, he wouldn't play there until like. And Pat Kane after that backup, he's got a brand new record that's fucking bitching. Love, love Pat Kane. Half of uh, Model Home. Napa, he's he's a cool cat too. He had a solo record a few months ago. Future Blondes after that with Your Eyes, My World. <laughs> So, so, so tell me about some of these projects like Hot Crick, Crick Crack and La Flange Du Mal and Ear Wicker and Future Blondes. Uh, yeah, um, that's it's a scramble there. Um, I'd say about the Future Blondes, that's kind of a, a correspondence recording that I did like shortly after moving to Austin, um, back to Austin in 2009, 2010. And the vocalist on that is, it's actually kind of a correspondence thing. I think uh, it's Bliss Blood from the Paintings. Oh, uh, so like Trade and Files. Like Trade and Files, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think that's the way Dom uh, Domico's likes to do it. Um, we're all spread out. He's got different crews on different on the coasts that he plays with and, and a Texas crew too. And we're kind of Texas, you know, for that. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just one I, I um, did some knobs for, like, you know, basically some, he calls it lasers, you know, but I have this uh, resonant filter, dual resonant filter called a frost wave, and just kind of, I like to fly blind, just kind of like fade up the volume on this thing. and pick, he, you know. He's in that project, he's, the Dom's the shot caller. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's actually the drummer for this Houston man called Rusted Shut, and, um, but he has a, which is, you know, uh more more rocking <laughs> and uh future blondes <laughs> is kind of a uh, uh more like dark ambient industrial yeah but like we were saying last hour music's music so that's cool it's okay the fucking yeah. berlin wall genre shit fuck that yeah fair <laughs> enough man. Yeah. and in earwicker that's uh that's an early uh cruise i started about 99 98 99 um and it's actually me and um, Chris Rolls from La Flange du Mall. We were the first two, but I'd already I had a, a project called Terremoto with my friend Josh Wilson, and uh, so we we're we we're just kind of studio for a while, and then uh, Terremoto was just definitely just studio. But Earwicker started playing out at um, a place called the Clit Stop on Tahama Alley in San Francisco is started doing like those brutal sound effects gigs. And, uh, um, it was, but, you know, I had Jake I, Rodriguez on the show and he called that scene, uh, costume noise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Would you yeah, agree? we didn't always do that. <laughs> we, we, didn't, we weren't so, I mean, maybe a little bit here and there. I mean, LaFlange, we wore frog masks and okay. stuff, but, but <laughs> When he said that, I had never heard. You know, if you got a funny name like that, okay, that can be a genre. <laughs> right. Yeah. But all the other ones, fuck them. But costume noise, I couldn't believe. Well, it was more than a genre. It was a scene. And, uh, you know, 
that 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 means human beings, you know, people, and so I can kind of get into that. But the labels on music, I just can't stand. And and then uh, how I quit crack. Um, yeah, that's um, it's actually uh, my wife Tina Forbes. She um, she started that project um, <laughs> before we met in uh, in Houston, and then uh, we we. I played. didn't mean to laugh, you know, but because <laughs> oh. of the name of the project, she started. Oh yeah, no, it's sounded a true like story, she quit. <laughs> yeah, she quit her. Dang it. <laughs> But, it's a great uh, name, you know. It, there's a lot of images come to mind. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I, I think the general gist is that it's kind of a, a medicinal or or a therapeutic. You know, <laughs> uh, so yeah. it's it's a personal project between you and your wife. That's beautiful. I want to play yeah. this uh, Skullcaster, and then you can tell me about that project. Right on. And and content provider. Oh man.
not for Pedro Show. That chunk of music started with Skullcaster and Wonder Waffle or Wunderwaffle. I don't know. And then Bob Buckle from Dubuque, Iowa. Temple Walls First War, the alternate mix. Uh, that's Buddy Sam Lockward who was next with United. Both are uh, Eastern Iowa guys. And then finally, content provider with Pikachu versus all. Okay. Uh, enlighten us uh, about Skullcaster. Uh, that's that's kind of um, just outgrowth of what we were doing in Airwaker, which is just kind of improvised electronics. You're saying um, same personnel. Well, it's it, that's my solo version of it, kind of. I mean, I've I've done solo one solo release on Dolor del Estomago. Um, this is a brutal sound effects kind of label, CDR label um, called "Ring Out Your Dead." That was Airwaker, <laughs> but but. Um, I bet, I bet you that name people. came from that fucking uh, Monty Python movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. It's kind of like that, except it's like a W, so it's yeah, like a yeah, ring yeah. it out. Of course, of course, uh, you got to be clever. But... Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, uh, one of the one of the brutal brutal folks actually just called because I made them a CDR called um, just Skullcast, and I think they just. Um, booked me one time solo as Skullcaster, and I just kept it. And uh, but so they I, they picked the name, or was the name of the song or the CD? Yeah, I na I named the the whole like this whole CDR. I gave them like Skullcast, I think, and I, then I, they they just started calling me Skullcaster. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, well, so. tell me about that happened to me at SST. Those guys, you know, I grew up in Navy Housing, and shit. We, we had a lot of names for money, but one of them was Bones. None uh -huh. of those motherfuckers ever heard of calling money Bones. And they thought it was so tripped out, they started calling me that as a nickname. Uh -huh. <laughs> the Husker Du guys, too. It was like, you guys never heard of that? Anyway, um, <laughs> tell me your connect. How did you meet the Brutal Sound Effects crew? Um, I, I think, um, you know, I was in college radio, and my DJ partner had a band um she gabby um she had a a band called the holy revolver society well, are her, you saying calax or kusf or something um not even no it was like ksf it was uh san francisco state ah okay, so, uh, okay. yeah nothing uh i mean a lot of those radio stations saved my life but uh yeah, yeah ksfs yeah. was only like kind of a cable thing or something right right running on the campus yeah, I think they, they got rid of the actual transmitter during the student protests in the city. That's right. UCLA, yeah. huge old school, and the shit only went through the dorms, through the the outlets. Right. Yeah, as yeah. a way of controlling the kids, right? Yeah. Fuck. But anyway, like, her, her boyfriend, I think he he introduced me to, uh, I um, probably, it was Jake and Jake's bandmate, uh, is one of his early bandmates, um, Jeremy, and... Uh, I think that's how they, or they started telling me about the, those kind of shows. And I started just going like, might've been like a commotion club or there's so many venues that have come and gone in that time, you know? Yeah. So, and also was it, there was no Carolina rainbow yet. Was a rubber oh, there rubber cement? There was. Okay. Oh yeah. There was, yeah. Carolina was going, I, I first started hearing them from, uh, like I was saying, the radio, speaking of radio stations that saved my life, KXLU down in LA. Yeah. Um, great. Great. Jesuit they had stage. a great psychotechnics uh, show that played all kinds of noisy Japanese noise, Carolina. I used house. to always play my first uh, uh, 
gig of the album on that show live. I, I lo love that station, man. Brother Matt comes from there and stuff. Uh, we're at the end of the second hour. We'll, we'll, I'll let you continue. But uh, I got to pull the plug on this one. July 2, 2021 edition. Watt Peters, our special guest, Chris Cones. Hold time for hour three. July 2, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show. Thank you. 
is the time. Sobriety and I have nothing in common. So Brian and I discuss the forgotten. Indeed to reply, the bottles are empty. Chuck full of supplies. Yeah, we've got plenty. Do you see that they are coming to take you back to the sun? And heaven knows how easy it is to read. And hell if I know who created the enemy. Is it me? Or just a mirage of a single crime to blame on the sea. Along with your smile, constantly defiled with the price of the bargains, forbidden trials for the free. Quietly resign as you scream at the hidden maze. Despise this latest full pull craze. Hey, you come skate with me. We'll design a new line, and in time we will find we retreat. And as our bearings roll over this great earth, constantly scaring will take toll. On our rebirth, but it has to be. This is such a short time, and I'm so tired of this feeling.
Watch for Pedro. She'll start the third hour off with Deanny, I believe, from Three Leafs. <laughs> I love that name. And then Are You a Cop from their new album, We Are Trees. I thought those numbers went together. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then sub, Sabar, Sabarnoid, Sabarachinoid Space? <laughs> Sabarachinoid. Uh, Sabarachinoid <laughs> Space with... The Red Veil. Enlighten us, Chris. Uh, Three Leafs. Well, I started playing with uh, the main cat in Three Leafs uh, is in subarachnoid space. Uh, Diego Gonzalez um, uh, was, well, actually the second bass player I played with in subarachnoid, but he was, where the, he's the one I went on, on the tours with and that we, you know, I knew pretty well bonded with on the road and all that and uh so he asked me to be in to jam with three leaves later on after uh, we weren't in subarachnoid anymore and um uh it was kind of a kind of a super group i guess um <laughs> couple guys from uh like uh, cream <laughs> yeah like uh universe two of the guys uh the guitar one of the guitar players and the drummer like went around with David Allen and university of errors and, uh, everybody had like different projects, but, um, pretty much everybody worked at Amoeba too. <laughs> and, uh, oh, there's the connect. Yeah. I mean the one on, uh, so it's Boulevard. No, the oh, up in the city. Okay. Yep. By the park. Yeah. This is, yeah, this the is first a big one. band. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember that one. It was at the end of hate or some shit. Yeah, yeah, like almost to the park there. Yeah, at the park there. And, man, I really like the sound, though. How, did you, it was just a short project? What? Yeah, I mean, it was, um, I mean, literally that that song and probably all, everything was pretty improvised. Um, there wasn't a lot of uh, writing uh, going on there. And, um, you know, it was just get together and jam. And that's, um, oh, that's how it happened. What? We just pulled it out. I cut you off last hour before you could get, uh, and explain uh, content provider. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Um, sorry. Well, sorry. that's that's a further like outgrowth of uh, Earwicker. That was like it's kind of between Earwicker and Laflange um, that had some guys who were more uh, kind of techno uh, oriented, but we still kept our kind of noisy core, and and they would process it more, and and plus uh, a lot of a lot more like weird samples and. Uh, I call them guest vocals, but we literally run like a, a, a scanner um, through one line and let uh, random uh, like uh, handheld and uh, old cell phone intercepts run like as as vocals, guest vocals. <laughs> I know somebody who used the signals. I know somebody made songs for the lyrics, you know, just uh -huh. from Craigslist ads. Oh, right. <laughs> Good so stuff. your your thing's even better though, because you're actually taking the fucking voices and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, surprise! <laughs> and, and what yeah. about Fuck, why I'll never get it slower. <laughs> the Red Veil. So I I understand it's part of the, your your partner there, but in Three Leafs. But yeah. uh, like this Red Veil, it's interesting. So. so I, so so sometimes you but cats ask you to help aid and abet like a side man oh sure um i mean actually 
um, I got into subarachnoid through um, through jamming with uh, Melinda Jackson. She has eight bells now up in Portland. Yeah. But um, it's like um, we started like uh, like with the content provider crew. We we made some other. We kind of invited her in for a jam and called it some other name. Uh, probably only did a few gigs, but you know we did we recorded it and it's it's still online out there somewhere but um but yeah so like i got to know uh, melinda through that project and um and then like she just i made her a cassette of some guitar stuff and she invited me to play in subarachnoid when the the founder mason jones um i guess he had a kid and you know didn't want to tour anymore and she wanted to keep going around and right. playing live and all that so so yeah, I, I joined them when they still had um Stu Stu Odom on bass, and then um, ah. he quit, and Diego joined later. Okay, and, I see yeah. the connect now. Okay, you, you gave me something here called ST thirty seven. Girl, like yeah, Austin you, Cats, okay. old school Austin Cats. Okay, let's listen. <laughs>
Watford Pedro show last music for this edition. Girl Like You, ST37. Then Headboggle, Greta's theme. He was on it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Slang from Hokkaido with Humanistic Disorder. And finally, I found this How I Quit, quit Crack tune. It, it, it's a cover. So circle back all the way back to covers. But of Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. Blue Oyster Cult was huge with me and D. Boone. Only Credence was bigger nice. with us. When I met D. Boone, the only rock band he knew was Credence. So I showed him, you know, Cream and Who and but he really and Alice Cooper. But he really liked Blue Oyster Cult, so we got into that. And so, yeah, 14-minute version, Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's a stretch. We got really into the like the time stretched, you know, stuff and it's total re reworking. Yeah. You're saying just before we played the uh, girl like you, ST 37's uh, Austin crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great, great bunch of guys. I, uh, I lived with the bassist when I first moved to Austin, Scott Tillis and uh, my friend, uh, well, Dom from Future Blondes hooked us up. And I, you know, just met him at a show in Houston or something. But um, yeah, that was their um, practice space as well. That this house over in East Austin. And uh, so, um, and yeah, they, saying something I, I started off air. Of Lisa Cameron. Oh yeah, yeah. Lisa Cameron's on drums. Right. And uh, it's a it's a long running uh, like um, Austin acid punk type of type of band. I remember it, finding their tapes. Is it still going? And oh, stuff? yeah. So you can go back there and play with these guys. And, yeah, okay, bet you. That's a great resource. There's nothing like having music friends that are always there for you, man. I love that. I just yeah, love that. Yeah, and they're a great group. And, uh, you know, i got to ask you, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, I've, I've got a lot of material online. I don't have a, you know, like a cones.com or anything okay. like that. Okay. I. I'm Skullcaster at Twitter, and okay. I have like practically every recorded thing on a on a pinned tweet up at the top of that. But you know, okay, uh, okay, like a lot of Bandcamp, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. Yeah, you know, if, okay. if MySpace hadn't dumped it, that'd still be up there. <laughs> <laughs> we used to call that my waste of space place. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know. Believe it or not, I, I fucking got turned on to a lot of trippy music from that fucking place. That was probably the best thing about uh -huh. it. Because, yeah, you know, everybody was putting their music up. It was interesting. And uh, I think, yeah. of course, Bandcamp's much better. And uh, but So pe people go and, and check out Chris's stuff like Skullcaster, right? What, 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 that's the instant ham uh, handle? Skullcaster? Yeah, Skullcaster is, is usually the, the handle I, I go by like okay. on, on Twitter. And, oh, no, and shitter. That. Yeah, okay, not instant. I, yeah. I get my fucking things <laughs> fucked up. At least I didn't say fake look, right? Okay. And uh, right now, what do you got planned? What do you got going? Uh, well, um, Tina and I have a, a new uh, How It Could Crack. just came out a couple months back off Black Porno cassettes. And uh, it's Houston and L.A., um, cats and um what like you guys had guests uh no no i mean that's the label that put us out oh, oh, um, okay. yeah but um yeah no it's just me and her and it's all recorded during the pandemic so like i and it was it's more guitar based we've we've done a lot of different kind of instrumentation and style but uh but this one's just she's she's been um asking me to play like kind of more uh like kind of somber guitar stuff or whatever. And she's singing over it. And, uh, 
kind of doing the like voice vocals as instrument kind of thing too, sure, like stretching sure. her voice and Diamanda. <laughs> kind of uh, more more like digital stuff, but uh, okay, but yeah. Oh, like uh, Mr. Tom, a uh, black moth, super rainbow. I think huh. he does everything through a vocoder. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. He told me that that invention turned him into a vocalist. And uh, <laughs> but you know what? This piece is probably a document of the situation. So kind of interesting. Why? You know, why not? Uh, you know, turn a piece of a work into it and just feeling sad. So something to come out of it. So maybe it had to be kind of somber, huh, Chris? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some hope in there too. I'm, sure. you know, surprisingly, it's not all just you know crying or whatever. But uh, <laughs> but it's uh, but you know, it's like I I didn't, you know, I was out of work for a while and you know just tracked as much guitar as I could, and, and then she she messed around with it once I started working again. So oh, that's bitching. That is bitching. Look, big honor to have you on the show. Anytime you want to come back on, you're welcome, man. But you get new music, come bring it, and we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be working on more all the time. Okay, Skullcaster and How Good Crack. And thank you a lot yeah. for having me on. No, right back at you, man. It's a big honor, and keep on keeping on, brother. People, it's been a July 2, 2021 edition. Watt Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>